This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, when you look at nutrition labels on packaged or processed foods, what do you check first? The calorie count, sodium levels, sugars? Well, just 30 years ago, companies weren't required to add any kind of nutritional information on packages of food. But that changed in the 1990s with the advent of more and more processed foods. And those labels could soon be getting a facelift to help consumers make healthier choices. So this Food Friday, we are digging into the history and future of nutrition labels and how you can get the most out of them. Our guest is Rochelle Trotter, entrepreneur, health coach, founder, and CEO of Our Culinaire. Welcome back to Reset, Rochelle. So good to see you. Thank you, Sasha. It's wonderful to be here. So the Food and Drug Administration is testing out this new way to display nutrition facts, and it's happening later this year. So what's happening is food packages are still going to have the standard facts on the back of the product, but they would also include supplemental information on the front. Yes. What do you think about that? I think it's long overdue. Let me tell you, this is something that other countries, countries like Mexico, Peru, France, Spain, have been doing with success for a while. The entire point of considering front of packaging label is A, to make it easier for consumers to make educated decisions about which products are healthier for them mm-hmm. than others relative to the five key factors that affect diet-related chronic disease. Those are saturated fat, mm-hmm. added sugars, sodium, fiber, and calcium. So we know for a fact that most consumers don't read the entire nutrition facts label that currently exists on the back of the package. And so what the FDA is looking to do again, because they tried this in 2010, and it was met with resistance from the Grocery Manufacturers Association, they developed a proposed, um, it's called Facts Up Front, which is currently on many products in the U.S., And it calls out on the front of the package. Many of the same things that the FDA is now saying they want to call out. But the FDA is taking it a step further. And the big problem with facts up front is it's voluntary. So it's like my dad would say, you know, you don't air your dirty laundry. So if you're a manufacturer and you know that your product has many unhealthy quantities of these five elements then of course you're not going to put it on the front of your package. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about something you you teased on before. I mean, the FDA is saying that these changes are going to, at the end of the day, it's going to help build healthier eating habits, right? Especially for people who already don't understand basic nutrition facts. So talk about the importance of nutrition education. Listen, nutrition education is so important. And what the FDA said specifically is that the U.S. continues to face an epidemic of diet-related chronic diseases, many of which are experienced disproportionately by racial and ethnic minority groups, those with lower socioeconomic status, and those living in rural areas, right? And so you have education in two ways, Sasha. You can have a fear approach, which we know fear is very primal, and it's not rational at all. Or you can have a teach-me-about-it educational approach, which is very logical. We know from a fact, just as people in general, that people tend to respond more to fear. And that is what a lot of these legislators and people relative to the Grocery Manufacturers Association are saying, they're saying what the FDA is proposing is going to cause consumers to go into a panic or fear. And I disagree. What this is going to do is further educate people in a simple sort of baby steps way. I like to tell my clients, how do you eat an elephant? 
small bites at a time. <laughs> and so the FDA is saying, I know you're not reading the entire label on the back. So let me give you a few small bites to help educate you about things that you can start doing at a minute level yeah. to help prevent and in some cases reverse a lot of these chronic diseases that are plaguing the yeah. groups that I mentioned well, earlier. What information do you feel, Rochelle, is, is misleading or misunderstood the most on some of these labels? I, I believe that most people look at calories and they don't look at serving size. And this is, I'm so grateful that you asked the question, Sasha, because the FDA labeling, the history of it, it started back around 1990, if I'm not mistaken, and there were no changes until 2016 when a mandate came out about putting added sugars on the label Hmm. as well as putting more realistic serving sizes on the label. That's a long stretch with no change. I know. And increasing the the size of calories because what was happening is... Let me give you an example without calling out a brand. Um, you could have a 20-ounce bottle of a soda. The old label would show that that 20-ounce bottle contained two and a half servings, and each serving was eight ounces mm-hmm. at 110 calories, 30 grams of added sugars. Well, the new label now says that same 20-ounce bottle has one serving because you and I both know you give a kid a 20-ounce soda, they're not going to measure out eight ounces and throw the rest away. They're going to drink the entire bottle. That one soda has 275 calories. It has 175 grams of sodium and 75 grams of added sugar. And to put it in perspective, the American Heart Association recommends that we have men no more than nine teaspoons or 36 grams of added sugar a day. And for women, no more than six teaspoons or 25 grams of added sugar a day. So in one soda, you're getting two or in some cases, three times the recommended daily amount of added sugar. That's just one example. Mm, Yeah. Pardon me. I'm looking at a 20 ounce bottle right now. I won't name the brand of of, of drink that this is. But yeah, to to your point, I'm seeing, you know, zero percent total fat, sodium, total carbs with added sugars. 52%. Yes, 52%. And look at the grams. And so that's the first thing. So when I work with my clients, and it's so interesting when you all reached out to me, because I'm working on my module in my course right now with Living Well with Rochelle on nutrition label understanding. Because the first thing that I say is I believe that servings and calories are equal. I can tell you, oh, this serving size is two thirds of a cup. Well, But what's the calories? If I tell you just to focus on calories, you're not looking at serving size. So serving size and calories have to be looked at in concert. The other important thing that everyone needs to start looking at is saturated fat in terms of fat. Prior to this label change, a label would have, you know, total fat, you know, total calories from fat 70 or whatever, because that's when that big fat phobia Uh, that movement was going on. Well, what we've realized scientifically is it's not about the total fat in a product. It's the type of fat and the type of fat that is unhealthy for all of these diet related chronic diseases is saturated fat. So that's one of the things that will be pulled out. Added sugars. We already talked about that. I gave you that example. Right. And and on that, the the 52 cents, 52 percent rather uh, on on this particular drink, it's based off a 2000 calorie diet, which 
probably not suitable it's, for everyone. It's so not what should suitable. we keep in mind there? Is you know, you have to take that that's the last part of a nutrition label. It's at the very bottom and it has a little asterisk and it says the percent daily value tells you how much a nutrient of a ser- is in a serving of food based on a 2000 calorie diet. Your calorie intake will be very different from mine, will be very different from my father's. And so that is just a very general base. I don't use that in particular. What I do is I want to look at the specific grams. I don't look at the specific percent daily value. Now, that's me. Nutritionists do different things. But I believe if you're trying to start help to help someone begin to understand what's important on a nutrition label It is the servings and the calories, Mm. the fats, you know, the type of fats and the added sugars. That is the most important. That's a good point, because I'm I'm thinking of changing language in a way that, you know, food labels are easier for people to just understand at a glance. Yes. Right. You know, like they look at a soda label and they might say this hits your limit for added sugars in one day. That's right. That's right. And so trying to make it simple. And listen, I travel a lot to Mexico and I've started to rent places so that I can do a lot of my own cooking. And it's interesting. A few years ago, I noticed when I would go to the market, you would see these black octagons on the front of certain canned products, anything that's processed. Okay, canned products, um, snacks and things of that sort. And it might say excesio calorias. Don't laugh at my Spanish or exceso azucares or exceso sodio. And I was like, why are they doing this? And here I am. This is my field of study. And I said, oh, my gosh, when I was running in and I was with a friend and she had kids with her and we needed to make quick decisions. It was easy for me to pick out which items were better than not purely looking at the front of the label. Mm. And I am educated in this area. I mean, we just talked about this. I'm currently in an advanced nutrition studies program at Harvard Medical School. That's new since the last time I saw you in February. Congratulations. Thank you. And we literally just talked about the importance of educating our clients on the key components with the nutrition facts label. And the, the real big thing that industry is fighting with consumer advocacy groups about relative to the FDA proposed test is the FDA is proposing three different designs to test. And it's basically very similar to what we currently see with the facts up front Mm -hmm. with the addition of a few other nutrients. But the design would also include red light, yellow light, and green light. Hey. Hey. There's a way to get attention. Right. And you don't even need to be a college graduate or a nutritionist to understand. Listen. Brilliant. When you're a little child, one of the first things your mama or daddy teaches you is what? How to cross the street. How to cross the street. And what did they tell you? Red means? To stop. And green means? Go. Okay. And some of us are confused about yellow. I was for a long time. (laughs) But let's say yellow means go. No kidding. Yellow (laughs) means proceed with caution, right? Right. Or limit. So that is the thing that a lot of manufacturers, our food manufacturers are saying, oh my gosh, you're going to scare consumers and this is becoming a fear tactic. No, it's not. It's going to make it it's easy for the person, if it's a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old in a store, if they see something and it has a big red sticker on the front yep. versus a green sticker, it'll be easy for them to make the decision. And I think it will empower the parents and the mm-hmm. caretakers an easier vessel to teach their children. Such a great idea. Well, I'm, I'm looking at you almost in, in shame right now because I've got 30 seconds left, but i got to ask you the same question that I, th- I feel like I asked you this last time you were here and I'm no better. Breakfast. Breakfast. Still bad at it. Still not making enough time. 
How important is breakfast? Breakfast is super important. Breakfast is super important, Sasha. It sets the tone for your day. Leave me with this. What do I prioritize eating in the morning when I'm pressed for time? Prioritize protein. Protein, 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 because protein is going to fill you up. I knew you would say that. It's going to fill you up. You can get it in the form of a shake and throw some vegetables in the shake. Or, you know, if you eat dairy, you can have a few eggs, but you need to prioritize protein. We make the mistake of having carbs. They burn through fast. They give us energy, but then we have a slump three hours later. Prioritize protein. All right, I'll do it. Okay, Rochelle Trotter is an entrepreneur, (laughs) health coach, founder, and CEO of Our Culinaire. Thank you so much.